We all know that the fans, the Big 12, and everybody around Colorado is excited. But what about Coach Prime himself? Well, we finally got our answer on that today. And I'm going to tell you about it and more on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked on Buffs. I'm your host, Kevin Borba. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about Coach Prime's thoughts on Colorado's move to the Big 12. Who could be next? Who, Which other Pac-12 team or non-Pac-12 team is headed to the Pac, uh, the Big 12? Excuse me. And then what is the Pac-12's future? Um, still a question that remains very much in the air. Um, they released a statement yesterday, and I don't think it made anything that much more clear. Um, but before we start today, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Buffs your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, so make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. We appreciate you guys. Okay. On Wednesday, Colorado went from Pac-12 member to essentially a Big 12 member. Votes went through Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Came official. Um, we knew that the fans were excited. The conference was excited. And the Pac-12, worried. Um but every, it had been a while since we'd heard from Coach Prime. Um, obviously, he had his recent surgery, and I'm sure he's been in some well-off media videos, but we haven't heard him talk about the Pac-12 or the Pac-12 or Big 12 situation. Um, he told 24-7 Sports, If everything I'm hearing is true, I applaud our athletic director, Rick George, for choosing the best scenario for all athletics at CU. Um, Sanders told 24-7 Sports, This move is a game-changer, and we plan on changing the game. Um, simple, yet effective. Um, I think... Coach Prime has done nothing but change the game uh, at Colorado. Um, realistically, he kind of has this uh, aura around him where everything he touches turns to gold, and I feel like that's remaining to be true. Um, and I think moving the moving to the Big 12 was probably in not only the programs, the football program's best interest, but it also it kind of gives, a, I guess, another another way of – staying loyal um for coach prime another reason to stay loyal for coach prime because now they're in the markets that he wants to be in um which is exciting not that he wouldn't be loyal but i think is a move that kind of makes colorado that much more attractive um to coach prime and uh, i wanted to read you guys this because this is what colorado has accomplished in this past i would say like five months (laughs) like since january december i don't know how many months ago that is um but according to front office sports since Coach Prime has been hired, there's been a 700% spike in merch sales, 722% growth in Instagram followers. They sold out the spring game, um, the only spring game to air on ESPN, sold out two home games already, um, which was the earliest they had done so since 2019, and then they were voted to rejoin the Big 12. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if Colorado is, one, as attractive, two, even gets in to the Big 12 if they don't have Coach Prime. I think the Big 12 would be interested in taking Colorado but I don't think the interest would be as much if Coach Prime wasn't at the helm because realistically, the Pac-12 just lost their biggest brand um, in, in an individual. Um, obviously, losing USC was the biggest brand um, and UCLA. But they lost their single individual biggest brand as a, as a person. Um, I think he's bigger than Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, you name it. I think he's bigger than all of them. And so the move to the Big 12 was one that it was inevitable. Um I think we talked about it yesterday, me and Adam from 24 seven, but if you, if you missed that episode, let me, let me recap. 
the reason Colorado went to the Big 12, and a lot of people were coming at me in the comments saying, I thought you said it would never happen. I never said never. I just said it would shock me if they left before they saw the deal, and I said they would only leave if they had to. And the first thing, they didn't see the deal, which ended up coinciding with that second reason there, them leaving because they had to. Um, they asked last week, which was on a Thursday, I believe, at the Pac-12 media, or not media, uh, the day before the Pac-12 media day at the meeting with all the ADs and the commissioner and the presidents or who, all the all the people in the room, you know. Um, they said to the commissioner, we need numbers. Can you give us some sort of numbers um, to show that the media rights deal is headed in a good direction? They had no numbers to present, and they've had since last July, so almost a year. We're approaching August um, next next um, weekend or next week. Um, I'm pretty sure Tuesday. Uh, it'll be August first. Yeah, August first is on Tuesday, so they're going to be over a year essentially, unless something happens within the next three days, um, four days, without a media rights deal and without numbers to show their teams. And so Colorado, all they wanted to see was numbers. Um, and they couldn't get that. And it turns out the Big 12 had given them a deadline that, hey, by this day, we need to know if you're in. Otherwise, we're looking somewhere else. And so Colorado's Rick George, they did what they felt was right. Um, so, again, I never said that Colorado wouldn't join the Big 12. I just said it would shock me if they did it before leaving before um, seeing the deal, um, which obviously no one's seen the deal because they don't have one and they're not close to one. And they're not now they're going to be even further from one. And secondly, the Big 12 had a kind of a an ultimatum vibe to it. So that was a factor that we didn't account for. Or I didn't account for. Um, so I would like to point that out. Everybody needs to relax. I never said it wouldn't happen. I just said it would surprise me if it did um, in this manner. Um, but yeah, I think Coach Prime in the Big 12, you got, you're going to be every year, you're going to be playing Texas teams. They have Houston, TCU, Baylor, um, Texas Tech there's a chance that you could have two or three games in Texas. You get to travel to UCF, um, Orlando coach prime. Not that it matters that much to players, but Hey, if you're a kid from Florida um, and you want to go maybe somewhere else, but you also want to be able to make sure your parents play or are able to see you. You got two games a year, probably in Texas or Florida, um, depending on which state you're from. And it makes it easier to, to watch them. Um, I think that was, that was actually one of the bigger issues with Jawan Johnson, um, the four-star athlete that decommitted. Um, his parents, his family couldn't weren't able to watch him in Boulder, and say he went to, say he goes to Colorado now, um, he'll have a couple games in Texas, a couple games in Florida. Obviously, it's not Louisiana, but hey, maybe things could have been different. Um, so the move is good for Colorado. Um, the move is good for the Big Twelve as well. They get a Power Five brand, which I think a lot of people didn't realize that they had. Hadn't done yet. Um, the Big 12 was just thriving off of taking a good group of five teams, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, something that I thought the Pac-12 Pac should do and probably could, probably should have done and probably could still do. Um, I don't know what their their plan is. Like I'm very confused about that. I'll talk about it later, but very confusing at times in the Pac-12. But hey, Coach Prime's happy about it, and to keep Coach Prime happy is uh, very important. Okay, this episode 
of Locked on Buffs is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire could feel high stakes, like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I tell you guys all the time, that's how I found my first job. I was able to connect with the hiring manager of the Pac-12 network. I was able to talk to an interview, um, and it led me to getting a job, my first job out of college. Um, then, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Um, the right team member could basically be the difference between you succeeding and failing. It's just like football, the right quarterback, difference between winning and succeeding. So if you want to run your your business like the perfect team, that's why you got to go to LinkedIn. Um, it's why small, business, small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. We're back. We're talking about who could be next for the Pac-12. Or, well, I guess technically both the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Um, there's been a lot of rumors. Um, I think there's certain sources out there that it's it's kind of a bittersweet moment, I guess, um, for reporting. Um, a lot of sources out there, and I know some of you guys have been reading them. I, just, I mean, I see them too, so I'm, I don't believe all of them. But there's certain guys that I think they tweeted every single day for the past however many months that Colorado was coming to the Big 12 or so-and-so was coming to the Big 12. So the, when you tweet it a thousand different times in a thousand different ways, eventually you're supposed to be right. Um, a broken clock is right twice a day. And for some of these guys who think they've been on the beat this whole time and have been reporting stuff, it's like, oh, cool, congrats. You've said so many things that you happen to be right. Um, there's a lot of people right now spreading the narrative that the Big 12 is going to take – four more six more schools right now the report is one there's one more spot um so who is going to take that next spot um the most i've seen that they would take is three um but i believe um according to espn's heather dinich that one spot is the kind of where they're at right now um so these are the schools that i think would likely have the best chance to follow colorado um i think at first you look at the four corner schools, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Arizona State. Um, I think Arizona kind of fits the best in the Big 12 um, geographically. Not that it matters geographically. They're right next to Texas and all that. Um, but basketball-wise, they're a basketball power. Um, I think you would lose – in losing a basketball power in Texas, you'd gain one in um, – You'd gain one in Arizona. Obviously, they already have Houston, but the, they pride themselves on being the best basketball league in the in college called basketball. So that'd be interesting. Arizona State. Um, I feel like they're kind of I don't know where they stand, but they offer the Phoenix market. They offer um, some geographic uh, location that I guess makes sense because I know we and I, I say it hesitantly because I'm like. I want geographic location to matter, but for the Big 12, it really doesn't because they're literally everywhere from Texas, Florida, Utah, Colorado. Like they're all over the place. Like it, Cincinnati. I'm like, they're just everywhere. So it's like, it's hard to kind of Iowa. It's like hard to 
kind of pair together what matters anymore. But Arizona State offers that new market, new geographic location. Um, then you go to Utah. Uh, Utah, you automatically get that rivalry with BYU, which would be really interesting. Um, I think one thing that a lot of these, well, basically the Pac-12 and, um, excuse me, the Big 12 are going to struggle with in the future is these rivalries. Because Texas was basically Texas Tech's biggest rival. Um, Baylor's biggest rival or not. The thing about Texas and Oklahoma is that more teams hate them than they hate the other teams. Texas and Oklahoma are each other's biggest rival and everybody else is nothing to them. Um, obviously it doesn't matter if they beat them or not, but they don't view every team the same. Um, a lot of teams view them as their rivals, but it's not repeat. It's not reciprocated. Um, I would say the only team that is probably true would be Oklahoma state and Oklahoma. Um, but other than that, I don't really feel like there's that many teams where it's like Texas or Oklahoma be like, yeah, that's one of our bigger rivals. Um, so I think having a rivalry game like the Holy War in the Big 12 would be pretty big um, and pretty, be pretty interesting. Um, Utah and BYU hate each other, um, and it would be quite the fascinating game. I would tune in. And then you also got – this is what happened. This is a, an interesting one. If none of the four corner schools get in, um, you got UConn. Um, they just won the national championship in basketball. They've kind of been viewed as a basketball-only member, which I think is interesting because um, I think, obviously, they'd want to get in for all sports, but football-wise, they're not that good. Baseball, they were really good last year. So, I mean, they they have the value. And that's right where ESPN is. So it's right in the ESPN land. Excuse me, the hiccups. Oh, I don't have my water. That's disappointing. Um, don't have my Yeti-style tumbler. Um UConn kind of feels like they'd be the, um, I don't want to say the last team to get in, but like they kind of seem like it would take other teams being like, no, nah, I'm not going to go. Oregon is a team that many people are kind of on the lookout for just because Oregon wants to go to the Big Ten, but does the Big Ten want Oregon? It doesn't really seem like they do. I mean, if they did, they probably would have taken them in Washington like that, and they haven't. So I feel like Oregon's a team to look out for. Um, San Diego State. Obviously not another Pac-12 team, but that's another team who could honestly make the jump. Um, before I move on, or before I continue and move on, um, I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Buster first listen every day. Um, coming up on Monday's episode, we're going to be talking about rivals. Who's Colorado's rival going to be in the Big 12? We talked about some rivalries that could be missing in the in the new conferences, but which one could Colorado, which team could Colorado kind of view as a rival moving forward? Um but back to the back to the nitty gritty. UNLV, um, I think they're kind of been overlooked by the Big Twelve. Fresno State, same thing. San Diego State, maybe maybe they kind of just are like, you know what? Let's just go to the Big Twelve. The Pac twelve isn't doing it for us. Um, so there's a lot of options here. Um, realistically, I think the Big Twelve is going to take in one more team. Um, I, that would be my best guess. I don't think that they could. I mean, I'm sure they could bring in three more teams, but then it starts to get a little confusing. I think. Uh, 16 is kind of like the um, the the limit here. So whoever follows Colorado to the Big 12 will get that 31.67 or 31.7 or 6 million, whatever it is, um, guaranteed, and they're going to make big money. Um, whether it's a Pac-12 team or a Group of Five team or whoever it may be, we'll we'll have to wait and see. We have to kind of wait and see what the Pac-12 does, um, which I will be talking about when we come back. Welcome back. We're talking about what is next for the Pac-12. Um, I 
as you guys know, I've, I've mentioned it when I do my little my my read. Uh, the Pac-12 will always hold a place near and dear to my heart, just because it was my first job, um, first job out of college um, during the pandemic. Nonetheless, I was able to be hired on as a production assistant at the Pac-12 Networks, um, and it was a great opportunity. Met some great people, um, some of whom I still talk to today to help me make some great connections. Um, it's very unfortunate to see what's happening to the Pac-12, and it's very unfortunate to see the the manner in which the Pac-12 is now viewed. Um, just because, obviously, it's exciting for Colorado to to be on their way, um, getting that money, um, kind of being a conference that always seemed like they were doing better in. Uh, they didn't do good in the Pac-12. It is what it is. Um, but the Pac-12 always held, will hold a spot in my heart. Um, and it's unfortunate to see them going down this path um, because it kind of seems like a point of no return. And this is what Paul Feinbaum had to say um, today on Get Up. He said, you may as well administer the Pac-12's last rites. I mean, it's over. And I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about next year when they lose USC, when Dion goes to the Big 12. There's nothing left. And you could argue, argue excuse me, oh, there's quality games, but this league has no, has no, what no longer has any relevance on the national stage without USC and losing Colorado. And by the way, they lose more. So they could continue playing football, good for them, but they will no longer be a Power 5 conference in my opinion. Um, tough to argue that uh, if they keep everybody, um, this is this is a best case scenario for the Pac-12. They keep the remaining nine schools. Um, they expand, adding San Diego State, SMU. Um, that gets them to 11. Then they go Colorado State to kind of get that market back. Then I think I think you have to add two more. You got to get to 14. So whether it's UNLV, Boise State, whoever it may be, um, they need they need to make some moves. Um, they need to do something. Uh, I wanted to show you guys. Uh, I found or I saw a report of who has sent a request to join the Pac-12 um, because it was pretty shocking. Um, so the following schools have filled pa- file paperwork, excuse me, to ask to join the Pac-12. Um, Colorado State, San Diego State, SMU, UNLV, Tulane, which I think would be a fantastic addition. Um, USF, University of Southern Florida. Memphis, um, Boise State, Fresno State, Tulsa, and Rice. Um, from that list, if the I think if the if the Pac-12 wanted to get up to sixteen, you go because right now you're at nine, so you'd need five schools. You'd go Colorado State, um, San Diego State, SMU, Tulane. I think UNLV would be a good addition, and then you're stuck choosing between USF, um, Memphis. Fresno State, Tulsa, and Rice, and Boise State. I feel like you'd go Boise State. Um, obviously not the best market, but they're competitive. If you don't want to go competitive and you want to go market, then you'd have to go Rice. Um, they're in the Houston market. Um, it gets you more access in Houston and more access in Texas. Uh, the only problem is Rice has been terrible at everything. So um, you pick your poison. Um, realistically, I think it'd be interesting to see uh, which of these teams could get in. Um, I don't know if Tulsa is the market that you need. Um, but hey, the Pac-12 uh, is obviously hasn't learned anything from their mistakes, though. Um, they released a statement basically saying that, you know what, we're going to focus on getting our media rights deal, then we'll address expansion later, which, I mean, that's kind of been their MO this whole time. So again, the Pac-12, it's like, I want them to survive as a college football fan, as someone who worked there and has so many good friends that work there and um, you never want to see a whole company just cease to exist. Um, 
but it doesn't feel like they've learned anything from the past week, the past year, and it's truly shocking. Um, I think this should be studied, a case that we study for years to come. Um, I wrote about it yesterday over at my um, all-Cardinal site at Fan Nation. At one point, Texas and Oklahoma wanted to join the Pac-12 back in 2011. The Pac-12's commissioner, Larry Scott, and USC's athletic director, and among other people, were like, no, that's fine. We don't need more schools. They fumbled. That was a huge fumble. Um, 2021, Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC, um, which they would have been fantastic brands for the Big 12, or the Pac-12, excuse me, and the Big 12. And Big 12 schools such as Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, I think it was TCU and Baylor, um, at least multi handful of Big 12 programs begging, pleading um, for the Pac-12 to be like, yo, throw us a lifeline. We need help. We need help. Please save us. Pac-12 was like, no, it's okay. And now... The Pac-12 is down to nine teams. They're the what are those birds called? The vultures are circling, and it's not looking good. So the Pac-12 has kind of played this game for over a decade, and they continue not to learn from it. Um, very interesting strategy. Um, and if the Pac-12 ceases to exist, this is why um, they never were able to make the right decisions at the right time or in a timely manner, and it has come back to bite them in the you know what. Um, so. Just have to see what happens. Um, I'll keep you updated. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to Locked, in Bu Locked on Buffs every single day. I'm Kevin Borba. You guys make sure to like, subscribe, follow, share this episode. Um, go watch yesterday's episode. I appreciate you guys. Have a great Friday and a great weekend.